Hi Shagun, how are you? Welcome back to part two. I hope you are as excited as the listeners and as me. How are you? Hello Vicky, how are you doing? I'm fine. Miss Shagun really Thakur, the astrophile. Are you ready to share more secrets, reveal more secrets of the universe with all of us? Yes Vicky, I am ready. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So I want to tell you, we have got some wonderful reviews, feedback from the listeners. For the first episode, they appreciate all awareness that he created for them, and they are getting more excited. They want to become more aware about the secrets of the universe with Miss Shagun Thakur, the astrophile. So, without any further, <laughs> jump into it. Amazing. We were, we were on the string theory. I remember we were on the string theory. We were talking about the, the Big Bang, the Big Chunk. We were, we were talking about the origin of universe. Origin of the, the universe. Of All right. So yeah, the stage is yours and the mic is yours. Please, Shagun. Please go. Okay. Sure. So before starting, I hope our first podcast was on fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll try to make you know. It was like an asteroid on fire, creating a lot of uh, <laughs> craters on the earth, and in these craters, a lot of life came out, and they came to me, and they were like, "When is the next season coming? When is the next part coming?" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we want the same response again. Maybe more better response than yeah. former one. We'll try making it. So you know, in the last podcast, we do talk about uh, the origin of universe, I guess, and we completed that story of you know the beginning of the universe and mm-hmm. what are the what are the circumstances that may cause the ending of universe and mm-hmm. maybe again the the recreation of another universe. Mm-hmm. So today I'll I'll probably talk about the creation of Earth, the oh, you know making one. of Earth and the origin of life onto it, one. right? So you know we were talking about uh, where how the nebula are nebula formed and how you know the nebula give rise to different kind of solar system and the mm-hmm. stars and the prototype and everything else mm-hmm. so let us get into the story where the solar system is formed because of nebula okay mm-hmm. and the earth is estimated to be you know 4.5 billion years old mm-hmm. so let's get back to that time and <laughs> let's get back to you know 4.5 mm-hmm. billion years sure. back when the earth was actually nothing but a huge piece of rock a huge okay. piece of you know floating floating rock sizzling okay. hot rock okay. which was completely covered with such so many toxic gases like methane carbon dioxide ammonia and literally with no atmosphere right <laughs> but at that time the sun sun was you know continuously flogging the earth big with the burst of uv rays Okay. Asteroids and meteoroids. Asteroids and meteoroids attacks were quite common at mm-hmm. primitive world. So, as a result, you know, uh, there were so many volcanic eruptions were there in the, on the primitive world. So, as for the, if we if we are talking about the volcanic eruptions, then we can you know imagine the lava coming out, the steam coming out, and everything else. So at that time, the gases, the gases which are which are you know very much valuable for our existence. Example: oxygen. example water molecules and ozone and many of the gases are literally absent at that time okay so you can you can imagine uh, you can imagine earth with you know uh, you can imagine earth as hell mm-hmm. totally hell it was just a burning hell at that time so why so you know why at the, that time why at that time there was mm-hmm. volcanic eruptions and asteroids hitting the earth and why it is not happening now 
why it is not happening now because or you know okay because of the positioning of the earth with in the our solar system okay and because of the accuracy of gravity okay at that time you know the universe and the solar system was in making there were so many stars which were you know stars which were just burning well as you can know you can know that uh, sun is also a star right mm-hmm. and which is burning because of so that what i hear you say is that since the time earth has become part of the solar system it has actually yeah. got protected from all these asteroids and meteors yes asteroids and meteors are still there in our solar system but mm-hmm. we are protected with those attacks because of the jupiter's gravity what okay. jupiter do is uh, have a lot of gravity as compared to earth right mm-hmm. so every asteroid and meteorite which ever comes in the direction of the okay. earth it takes oh, asteroid and meteorite onto it just you know the gravity sucks that meteorite or asteroid towards and the, the direction and the primitive earth at that time jupiter wasn't there it is not like that but because you know asteroids and meteorites were very closer to earth at that time now right now we are having the asteroid and meteorite belt after you know it lies between the mars and jupiter which is okay. way more far than earth even than even earth i was reading it somewhere that saturn rings are also like asteroids only Yeah, they are also asteroids and meteorites. You know, revolving okay. around it because of the Saturn, gravity. Saturn, Jupiter, they both are like they're pulling the asteroid belt together, and they yeah. are like because of that, the Earth is getting saved. Yeah, they are like you know protectors of Earth. We can say that. Wow. <laughs> so thanks to Jupiter. Thank you, Jupiter, and thank you, Saturn. <laughs> thank you for saving us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so at that time, you know, such asteroids and uh, meteorites attack were quite quite common. So mm-hmm. because of those attacks, the bond breaking of steam. that is steam is nothing but h2o right the water mm-hmm. molecules mm-hmm. so at that time that bond breaking just happened because of the asteroid attacks and because of the you know floating floating atmosphere on earth mm-hmm. so because of that bond breaking of water uh, that hydrogen and oxygen we need today and also at that time was made okay so at that time when the bond breaking was happening the lighter oxygen escaped in the in the space mm-hmm. and the further and then the further hydrogen which was left got combined with oxygen and made some kind of ammonia and okay. the water the liquid water mm-hmm. and carbon dioxide and on the upper layer it formed an ozone layer and okay. you know about ozone layer right ozone is protecting ozone us from the uv uv rays and all yes it protects us from the uv rays and at that time you know when uh, because the atmosphere was literally nothing but you know, as i said it was so toxic to be live in so the ozone layer is actually the Uh, actually caretaker of the atmosphere of the earth mm-hmm. so at mm-hmm. that time when ozone layer started um, started you know making around the making a layer around the earth it protected uh, protected us from the harmful uv burst which used to happen at mm-hmm. that time on earth mm-hmm. because of the sun right so now the uh, now the ozone layer is there and now the oxygen and water is there so because of the ozone layer what happened the first rain ever on earth started Oh. So now we have the rain wow. also. The we first rain on Earth started because of the ozone layer. Wonderful. Yes, because you know, because of the ozone layer, the temperature started getting cooling down, right? Okay. The harmful or UV rays not not no no longer were bursting with Earth and everything, mm-hmm. and now the temperature is quite um, quite comparable with today's. So is that also also the reason why ice age came because of the ozone layer? Yeah, we can say that because you know, first yeah. ever you know, age we talk about is Ice Age, and then maybe other Stone Age and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and when you know those uh, because the, as I said, because of the asteroids and meteorites impact, there were so many craters formed on Earth. 
and okay. that craters were later filled with the same rain which we called sea and ocean oh wow my god this so so that rain age was <laughs> way longer than any kind of other age oh, no because god. we have so many water on earth today beautiful yes so those craters yeah, the oceans and, and the rivers and the lakes and the streams and all those things yeah they are the craters exactly mm. so and if we talk about directly these craters were that water, deep these craters were that yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know now, if we uh, many scientists do believe that uh, life originated from water, mm-hmm. uh, the first ever primitive cell or prokaryotic or eukaryotic cell may have originated in water. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, now the now we knew the story how the water could have came on Earth, right? So mm-hmm. we'll be talking about the origin of life on Earth. Okay. Okay. So, but now you know when we are talking about the origin of life. this gives rise to a new kind of science which is called as astrobiology okay so astro or astro means the space or star mm-hmm. you can link it with anything and the biology is of course the science of life mm-hmm. so astro plus biology means the study of science in study of science in, and life in space mm-hmm. okay so before in starting the many scientists believe that uh, maybe the, maybe the life on earth could have originated from some outer or external life oh. in the form of are we, this are we called... talking about the panspermia theory that you were talking about last exactly. mm-hmm. yeah the panspermia theory so many uh, you know astrobiologists believe that spores and maybe some kind of virus or bacteria could have you know came on earth because of uh, with with the help of some asteroids and meteoroids okay and they gave rise to you know the new life on earth but yeah So this is a theory called panspermia theory, and I don't know how many scientists <laughs> do agree with this theory, but many modern researchers have demonstrated uh, various, various uh, kind of practicals and experiments according to the atmosphere of primitive Earth. Mm-hmm. So the concept later was uh, developed as the theory of abiogenesis. Oh, okay. So now we are going to talk about the this widely what, accepted. What is abiogenesis? Yeah, I'll talk. I'll be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Abiogenesis actually, you know, come from that origin of first ever cell on the atmosphere of primitive Earth. Mm-hmm. Abiogenesis, you know, a. Let me okay. Let me differentiate this also. Abiogenesis. A means without. Okay. Bio means life, and genesis means getting originated, generation. Okay. 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 So abiogenesis complies to life without any living, any primitive living cell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because we are making life, we are originating life without life. You getting my point? Okay. Because okay. you know to, what what so we see today that abiogenesis. What will be the example? Yeah, <laughs> you know, for example, today you see that uh, a a a woman is giving birth to another baby, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the females females of all around the biology giving birth to another another species of their own kind mm-hmm. but in the primitive world you know the cell was the cell was the thing which was made out of you know literally nothing it is like um, how should i explain this it is like you know uh, some kind of components coming together that is mm-hmm. aggregating with each other and giving mm-hmm. rise to something called life oh, okay. non living things coming together giving life originating life and wow. this is what abiogenesis talks about oh, so means making of life with some things which are non living in nature 
I can't, even, can't say even in a way then Upanishad it is mentioned what I was reading was that we are the combination of the Panch Bhuta or the Panch Tattva exactly we talk about the five fire, elements right five elements yeah so they are yeah. non living elements but when they combine in a certain form they make us yeah, they we, make us and you know the very 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 functional unit of us is cell and cell works according to the nucleus and nucleus is nothing but made up of dna right okay and you will knowing about dna dna is mm-hmm. nothing but just a chemical composition mm-hmm. which goes from legacy to legacy and gives information that how a person should be made and what is dna on a very general basis dna is nothing but just a chemical combination a certain chemical combination which is rare to every human on earth okay yeah just a kind of you know unique, uh, dna a unique combination for everyone yeah it is kind of you know computer generated code that hmm. which is quite unique to every person on earth and even every animal every living creature on earth so if we talk about a biogenesis it was a concept you know it was concept which was developed by uh, some russian bio- biochemist uh, his name was alexander operin and jbs haldane so what they summarized that the primitive life or the very first life on earth could have arrived from uh, some kind of non living things or maybe non living compositions they totally disagreed on the idea of panspermia theory okay so, so they proposed what they that, are saying uh, is so let's let's break it down for the listeners so what they were saying was that when they are saying that they are they don't believe in the panspermia that means they are saying that the life originated on earth and it did not come from yes. side the earth or from space that's what they are saying yeah right? it did not come from any outer space it just originated it created itself on earth with the mm. you know chemicals which are already present because i have also i have also studied this or read this when i was in school that life actually originated from the oceans yes and it actually you know uh, it actually talks about the theory of evolution mm-hmm. the evolution theory of mr charles darwin charles darwin yeah so we'll be coming on to that but before let me what do you think we we also want to understand your thoughts do you connect with the abiogenesis or the panspermia I do connect with the abiogenesis theory. Okay. There, though there are very, there are few steps which are missing in abiogenesis. I'll be mm-hmm. quoting that too in the end. But okay. uh, yeah, like if you if you want to make me to choose between panspermia or abiogenesis, I'll be going with abiogenesis. Because okay. abiogenesis is quite you know explainable to someone. Okay. So let us explain that what abiogenesis they were actually talking about. You know, on the primitive earth there were chemicals which were or inorganic. today we are organic we are organic composition which are okay. made up of and totally relying on carbon based yeah mm-hmm. right we are carbon based guys so at that time what could have happened that um, um, as i told you know the atmosphere was quite like hell so you know the thunderstorms were there mm-hmm. ammonia was there carbon dioxide was there water was there so what happened in that rain era that because of the thunderstorm what happens you know that thundering and that lightning thing do fix nitrogen on earth mm-hmm. and that fixation means uh, converting that gaseous nitrogen into the nitrogen which is absorbed by the soil or by the okay. water itself mm-hmm. right so what what could have happened at that time that maybe some because of that nitrogen fixation some kind of molecules have aggregated itself into something which is called the ammonic ammonic acid or maybe the 
or maybe the nucleic acids mm-hmm. which are made up of you know deoxyribonucleic acids mm-hmm. which is the full form of dna, DNA. so DNA. maybe at that time dna was made made by such inorganic compounds oh. uh, kind of aggregation things of ammonia carbon dioxide and such kind of things and you know later there was a scientist named sl miller who actually demonstrated it in a practical manner that mm-hmm. whatever the jbs and the abgen abgenesis theory and quotes he demonstrated that in a very practical manner okay so and and you know what is very exciting about this practical in the end he actually got the results he actually okay. got that from the inorganic and beca- and making the same environment as of the primitive earth he actually okay. got the organic materials he actually got those materials which are the you know ingredients of the dna uh-huh. so, so he, which which actually in the lab made kind of lab where he created the yeah. similar environment yeah. conditions and all oh wow yeah he what he took away he did uh, he took a boiling he took some boiling water with you know two electrodes mm-hmm. electrodes were for the electrical discharge because at that time i told you that thunderstorm and that thundering lightning work was quite common so what he took that he took some ammonia some ch4 that is methane hydrogen and water into that boiling water and then did and then increase the temperature then increase the temperature and then you know did a spark discharge onto those chemicals and then he condensed condensed those chemicals and then he gave some you know water to those chemicals and in the end what he trapped in that liquid liquid file was some some kind of sugars that is you know polysaccharides we call in today's language polysaccharides ah. rna some proteins polysaccharides poly means many saccharides is sugar. yeah saccharides means sugar yeah sugar molecules sugar molecules and such kind of things are actually nothing but ingredients of you know modern dna or anything okay. we called okay. nucleic okay. acid so he believes that maybe because of those nucleic acids later a nucleus would have formed itself and maybe uh-huh. from somehow the cell membrane was also made and it gave rise to prokaryotic and some eukaryotic cells Mm-hmm. means from some something which is totally non living some chemicals giving rise to something that is living called cell this is okay. nothing but the theory of wow. biogenesis this wow. is how we quoted the things it's yeah. so beautiful i love it <laughs> so this is actually is, you know this the theory is like mcdonalds i'm loving it the <laughs> 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 so, and many biologists do many astrobiologists do believe and agree on this theory and they do simply deny the panspermia theory and as i said i also deny this panspermia theory uh-huh. thing idea and i do believe this but you know there's one thing which actually makes me think about it again that how the nuclear membrane and then cell membrane could have come into life mhm mhm there's one more step that should be added in this theory i think mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll be thinking about it together so mm-hmm. yeah listeners mm-hmm. let's dive into some kind of research and again please please go on please go on. yeah so now you know if uh, what we said we have originated life so long uh, we have some kind of cells maybe prokaryotic or eukaryotic cells mm-hmm. and then cells you know did some kind of mitosis meiosis which are nothing but just you know making replicating themselves those cells mm-hmm. started replicating okay. themselves and making them into thing called organism so this is why 
it is called that maybe first ever life was originated in ocean that is in water because okay. water is you know main player of the so thing so you are mentioning okay. this word two three times eukaryotic mm-hmm. and prokaryotic can you tell the yeah. listeners a bit about the difference oh sure we are we have two kind of cells that is eukaryotic and prokaryotic right so mm-hmm. prokaryotic kind of kind of prokaryotic cell is cell which is not very complex in itself okay okay and if we talk about human and any other organism you see is are the eukaryotic cells because we are very complex and we have many many organelles within us mm-hmm. in without of nucleus you know so we are what kind of a cell of, so we as humans what kind of cells are there inside us eukaryotic cells eukaryotic you means true you means true okay true. right and the prokaryotic and the karyotic means cell so true cell true cells means uh, we are having the cells which have nuclear membrane around them means our dna is packed inside cell but in the prokaryotic cell dna is you know just floating inside oh. inside the some kind of membrane okay. yeah so prokaryotic cells are actually actually give rise to some kind of bacterias or some kind so of we viruses. are the true cells yes Pop. yeah we are the true cells <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. We are true cells. <laughs> no more partners. Wonderful. Yeah, so this is the difference between eukaryotic and prokaryotic. Wow. Wow. And now we have reached the we have came to the distance from the beginning of universe to the beginning origin of earth, earth to the and also becoming aware life. that we are true cells. Wonderful. I am happy. Get <laughs> a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> So we have can uh, long journey you know <laughs> yeah what after this chal where are we transitioning now to after this you know the common evolution we can say that the darwin's theory mm-hmm. we can talk about one more the laplace theory also of evolution also right? what is that laplace theory laplace theory okay yeah actually you know uh, talk about some kind of uh, he actually talk about some kind of uh, evolution which happens after the change of surroundings okay so for example if we if like you know it is if we talk about if we take example of a giraffe mm-hmm. maybe uh, what happened in the previous years that giraffe uh, giraffe was a creature with not that much long neck we see today uh-huh. but just because giraffe used to you know used to higher its neck big, uh, to you know uh, eat that leaves from out of those trees and everything which were oh. higher than him so the giraffe got yeah. conditioned into getting a longer neck exactly. from practicing yes. that behavior so that is something we, that is the evolution which occurs due to the surroundings and the habits of some sort of creature or insect okay. okay right so here the if we talk about the darwin's theory the darwin's theory talk about that life could have originated from earth uh from water and then from water the that eukaryotic cell is converting and making itself into organism with higher composition of cells higher composition of cells give rise to the organs and maybe a tadpole kind of creature could have made at that time mm-hmm. right and that tadpole would have evolved into something some creature like maybe fish or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, and then maybe that fish was not feeling well in water so it came out of it 
Oh wow. And when that fish came out of it and gave birth to another another sort of creatures, they were evolved to have legs. They were evolved to have lungs in them. Okay. So this, so this is how you know mutation mutation kind of a mutation which is happening. Yes, this is mutation, you know. Evolution is actually mutation on very basic level. Mm-hmm. Mutation if it if I explain mutation in uh, easy words then mutation is a change a certain change in dna a certain change in the making of the organs and the you know making of the whole creature and that mutation could be uh, forced mutation or maybe mutation due to environment conditions mm-hmm. or maybe mutation due to some sort of dna efflux or influx okay yes so the mutation could be the reason of the evolution not reason but actually the explanation of evolution mm-hmm. so yeah and maybe after that you know when the organisms is acquiring the lungs and everything it gave rise to other organisms and other mammal mammals and maybe other terrestrial animals aquatic animals and then you know differentiation just got longer and longer broader and mm-hmm. wider mm-hmm. and kind of we can say that a kind of web kind of thing has made at that time maybe some of yeah, some of are getting evolved making reptiles some of getting evolved making mammals some of getting evolved making aquatic animals or something and giving rise to you know different species we have today different species we are seeing today yeah and mutation is actually possible in today's world also because mutation is nothing but just uh, as i said dna dna changes so yeah mutation can happen in today's environments and so darwin so darwin mentioned that uh, the long neck giraffe they just mm-hmm. born and lamarck said that no they the same giraffe because of the conditioning or they kept kept on raising their neck they went into a yeah. long neck so mm-hmm. yeah there are so many theories of you know, there are so many theories of evolution Mm-hmm. For example, I think you are talking about the theory of inheritance. That is the acquired characteristics. Yes, Lamarck theory. Acquired characteristics means yes. The acquired characteristic means which you ain't getting from the legacy itself, but you are acquiring. I I actually of... believe in Lamarck's theory because you know, being a student of psychology, I am aware conditioning and uh, keep on practicing of a certain habit or a certain behavior. Yeah. it becomes your habit it becomes a part of your personality so i feel that maybe this was done by giraffes and maybe it happened yeah what thing because you know we we do get many many examples and many you know the results of this theory too and it actually makes sense to me because yeah. you know uh, the it is actually kind of changing habits not of changing habits changing habits exactly, habits exactly and we do changing that every day jagun we do that every day in our life we are always constantly trying to change our habits right yes and we are also evolving so what it can be but we are two cells yeah it can change the true cells are evolving <laughs> <laughs> yeah on a very you know psychological level yes exactly i do agree wonderful, with that wonderful So we started yeah, so the origin of the universe. Then we went into the origin of the Earth. Now we are going towards the theories of evolution. Wonderful. So now, the, actually, I don't think that theories of evolution. Uh, we can cover everything about theories of evolution, but uh, yeah, that's quite obvious. That many people have different perspective, and many scientists have different perspective. 
so you know many scientists also believe on god's theory which is like that the maybe the origin of life was not a chance or not a kind of originating thing but the but the person called adam okay just appeared on earth adam and, and eve you know gave yes. rise to exactly gave rise to all the human race and everything so the adam came and then adam is like god i am bored can you <laughs> so that i conversation yeah. then god created eve then adam got so connected to eve he's like i don't give a damn about <laughs> god. and then god is like okay i created you now you don't give a damn about me so no. out of my garden so they were thrown out of the garden <laughs> 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 so yeah there are so many theories like that you know and uh, that god's theory uh, also there is also another theory i'm not getting the name of that theory i don't know uh the theory of direct origin maybe something like that okay okay let me talk about it it also gives the same idea that maybe we are just appeared we are not originated we have not we are created maybe mm-hmm. we are so so one is a mutation theory like one is a theory of evolution other is a synthetic theory of evolution right yes synthetic theory mm-hmm. synthetic theory of evolution evolution is also you know theory which do talk about maybe the evolution and everything was not controlled but was made by certain outer conditions okay. maybe of earth maybe of environment at that time But it's interesting how all these people they went into researching about how life came, how they got fascinated by it. Because I was watching a documentary on Darwin, and uh, it mentioned that Darwin, small boy, he used to look out mm-hmm. out of the window and he used to see the various color patterns or the patterns or the patches which were there on the neck of the birds. And he used to go out and go into the nature and search like what all is happening and this and that. And the teacher will be like, "What are you looking outside?" He's like, "I, I want to look outside. I want to go outside." She's like, "Okay, you then get out of my class." And he's like, "Okay, wonderful. That is what I wanted." And he went out and he started getting to nature and all. So there is something which is coming from deep within him. Maybe God wanted him mm-hmm. to his Eve, and his Eve was nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, we can actually relate into this thing. And I think like, you're like, talking about like Shagun is Eve, and Shagun's Adam is astrophysics. डिफरेंट बर्ड्स Oh. And he actually went on some kind of island named, I think, Galapagos Island. Yeah. Okay. Galapagos Island. What he did that he found, you know, some varieties of finches over there. Means some kind of birds and everything. Okay. So what he did according to their eating habits, he noticed the shape of their beaks. Oh wow. Yes, and what he noticed that according to their eating habits, their shape of beaks is changing. Oh my god! Wow. Exactly. they are yeah so that is uh, even not, not only the finches what he did that adaptive uh, in adaptive radiation thing he actually noticed many many uh, many animals of that time in Aus- maybe so especially in australia adaptive radiation means what if you can talk a bit about that adaptive radiation is actually you know a theory or maybe a specific thing which talks about Uh, evolution of anything, evolution of a creature, 
according to given geographical area okay according to the area or according to the habitat they are living on okay yeah so for that you know according to so he actually only talks about the nature or maybe the changes which are coming into finches and according to the radiation is also area. like a rapid increase in the particular adaptive radiation means exactly and what is the meaning of adaptive adaptive means some kind of changes or some kind of habits we are obtaining because of our nature we are mm-hmm. obtaining because of our daily lives right so these so those uh, finches these darwin finches which were found in galapagos mm-hmm. island they actually increased in their population and their species grew and this thing is what darwin called uh, adaptive radiation so why is he putting the radiation there how is radiation connected to adaptation or adaptive? adaptive radiation because this kind of changes is giving rise to different species okay yes now the, the finches which were you know which you can see uh, maybe a decades ago mm-hmm. is not still there and you know some another another kind of species are there because oh. of the changes in geography okay so radiation is, kind of is radiation, actually you know, a term for from the transition that they're going through okay yes from one species or maybe from one creature it's giving rise to different species because maybe you are maybe we are let's take the example of a dog mm-hmm. the dog is just a creature is one creature dog is one creature right mm-hmm. but there are so many species for the same dog okay we can name any of them so it is kind of you know adaptive radiation it is kind of web making thing okay. that from one creature okay. there is the origination so there, there is, is a parent and then there are so many uh, children that are coming from the parent yeah maybe maybe there is evolution because of the geographical areas maybe there are evolution because of the mutations maybe there are evolution because of uh, their adaptive or maybe some inheriting inheriting defects Mm. So yeah, this can give rise to some kind of radiation kind of thing, which is, which can be coated into adaptive radiation. So you know, Shagun, this part two is uh, very interesting. We are talking about the origins of the universe, the origin of Earth, the various theories of evolution. We're talking more about Darwin and all, and we have next five minutes left for part two, and I'm looking forward to part three because I can feel that <laughs> part three is like you, Shagun, which is going to come out soon. Mm-hmm. for that accordingly <laughs> so if you like to share something with the listeners what do you think uh, they should take away from this part two uh i must say that you know these today we are we talked about the origin of earth and origin of life mm-hmm. but there are still many questions which are left you know to be answered there are still many questions which are waiting to be discovered mm-hmm. to be Studied again. What what Because are you said, what are you planning to share with the listeners for part three? If I ask you that, uh, in part three we may talk about that uh, how the universe is nothing but a simulation kind of thing. Because oh, you know, wow. because that, uh, matrix increasing matrix matrix. Yeah, are you gonna exactly. give the red pill to the listeners or the blue pill? <laughs> It depends on listeners. <laughs> what pill they want to take? Okay. <laughs> So yeah, we will make. I think this it, will be fun. In part three, we'll be talking about the the whole universe. Yes, because that will, you know, totally oh. hypothetical thing. We ain't talking. Next, we ain't gonna talk. Are we gonna go on... into the deep concepts of quantum physics and all all those things? Yes. Area of understanding. Maybe for a smaller idea of if you are talking about simulation. Simulation actually, you know, come from a word we can say 
the intelligence of computers these days or maybe artificial intelligence mm-hmm. so that's what obviously we will be talking about the quantum thing the way the functional parts of this universe that is of course quantum quantas and every we'll be talking universe but in at atomic level atomic not on organism yeah Wonderful. so we'll be talking universe in atomic level so maybe we'll talk about the simulation arts or various other theories like string theory and yeah. I'll, I'll research about everything what <laughs> the listeners wonderful wonderful, wonderful. and we are so glad that we got in conversation with you shagan because uh, you are opening our eyes towards all these new concepts that are there we were like we were almost like a frog in the well and you took us out of our well so thank you so much for taking us out <laughs> welcome 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 looking at the, so, looking, you know, at, just... looking at this small frog like hey frog what are you doing teach you some astrophysics come come out of the well <laughs> <laughs> if you talk about this frog then i i should say that in the next podcast we will be you know defining more about the human evolution okay. and then we'll be getting into the simulation and everything simulation and so be ready for the human evolution thing we'll my be talking about next my yeah. god my god and uh, <laughs> with regard to some certain things with regard to like last but not the least what do you think the listener should take away from this episode from this part 2 what do you think are some of the key points they should implement in their life or anything that can create more awareness for them shagun mm, i'll say that uh, we talked about the origin of us right mm-hmm. and some somewhere you know this origin actually actually feels like oh maybe we are very lucky to be born like this mm-hmm. because we in we today we don't know exact origin of us Mm-hmm. we don't know exact origin origin of ours so you know we are very small on this scale of universe so if anyone out there is you know feeling kind of down or something please know that we are very lucky to be born and to be originated like this beautiful and yeah exactly so we are actually a chanced product and if you are getting this chance chance of you know getting onto this life and experiencing this universe then please be happy and just experience everything you are you know, you know this is the this is the reason i really like talking to you shagun because you're not only an inspirer yeah. you're also a deep motivator you keep on motivating us to feel feel that <laughs> thank you i love it it's amazing yes because <laughs> universe is very vast right and our problems are literally very very tiny on this universal yes. scale so let's talk about this universe and everything which are way larger and maybe we way larger than us so Wonderful. let us discover together but on the on the behalf of my team i just want to say thank you so much shagun for doing this again uh, thank you for taking out the time from your busy schedule and looking forward to part 3 and i hope we were able to give a congenial environment <laughs> sure and do let me know about the feedbacks from the listener sure, also i'll do that we'll be taking that thank you shagun take care take care signing out now you too man thank you Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.